of spills and stains on your sofa? Wash away your worries with Anabay. Anabay, the only sofa that's machine washable inside and out, where designer quality meets budget-friendly prices. That's right, sofas from only $639. Anabay brings you a no-risk experience with pet-friendly, stain-resistant, and changeable slipcovers made with performance fabric, cloud-like comfort with high-resilience foam, and hypoallergenic featherless down that needs no fluffing. Their steel frame ensures longevity, and you can rearrange the modular pieces anytime. And here's the cherry on top, up to 60% off site-wide. It's backed by a 30-day satisfaction guarantee, so if you're not absolutely in love, send it back for a full refund. No return shipping or restocking fees. Every penny back. Join the revolution of easy, clean, stylish living with up to 60% off at anabay.com. That's A-N-A-B-E-I.com. Offers are subject to change, and certain restrictions may apply. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Did you know that most salads travel over 2,000 miles to reach your plate, but not with 80 Acres Farms? Their crisp salad greens and herbs are food less traveled, going from farm to store in days, not weeks. They stay fresher for longer in your fridge. My salad lasts all week long, which means less food waste and easy meal planning. Oh, and did I mention there's no need to wash these greens? Because 80 Acres Farms uses zero pesticides. Visit 80acresfarms.com to learn more and find their salads and salad kits at your local Harris Teeter. Coda the friend. We on the motherfucking Bootleg Care Podcast. We on the motherfucking Bootleg Care Podcast. All right. Welcome to the Bootleg Cat Podcast. We got a dope interview today. I uh, want to shout out to Coda the Friend. Coda the Friend. He's an artist that uh, we interviewed a f- damn, about three years ago. Um, when he was kind of first kind of breaking his, I guess, breaking himself. I don't know what he was doing. But we know what he's doing now because he came on the show and talked about it. Super nice guy. Doing his thing independently, man. Really respect it. And I love his music. His music is really, really dope, man. Um, so shout out to Coda the Friend. We're going to chop it up with him. Shout out to our fucking sponsors, though. Odd Socks, baby. Shout out to DeAndre Aiden with that double-double in the first half. Anyway, Odd Socks. Go to oddsocksofficial.com. Use the promo code BOOTLEGKEV, and you'll save 20% off at checkout. They just launched their WrestleMania socks that are fucking lit. My goodness, if you're a wrestling fan, you need to get some of those. The Nickelodeon socks, they're uh, just everything. The Street Fighter boys, man, get some of them Street Fighter socks. They got all the licenses. They got the Odd Socks basics. They got the draws, whatever you need. OddSocksOfficial.com, promo code BOOTLEGKEV at checkout, 20% off. And let's get some money with my bookie. We all want to know how can we gamble on sports. You go to mybookie.ag and get this fucking money. All right, sign up for a new account. Get down on some March Madness. Get down with some fucking NBA. Get down with some NFL futures. Bet on the Cardinals to win the NFC West and lose your money. Whatever it is, go to mybookie.ag, sign up for a new account, and use my promo code BOOTLEG. That's one word, BOOTLEG, and you will get free money. 
This is what they're doing. They're matching your deposit up to $1,000. So if you put in 1,000, they're gonna give you 1,000 extra to gamble with. If you put in 100, they're gonna give you 100 extra to gamble with. But you gotta sign up, mybookie.ag. Use the promo code, you fuck you. Bootleg. Get free money. Let's go talk to Code of the Friend. Boom. Bootleg Cap Podcast. Special guest in here. We got a new floating foot from Odd Socks. I'm not sure how long this is going to last because it's kind of impractical and a pain in the ass. But there is a floating foot from our great sponsors at Odd Socks. There's a Godfather sock on there in case you're into the movie. Fight. I love Godfather. Me too. Yeah. What's the best Godfather movie? Oh, Certainly not three. three. It's nah, not three. It wasn't, it wasn't three. It wasn't three. It's one or I two. Was, I love one and two. You They're know what I mean? Amazing. Like equally. Yeah. Well, listen, Code of the Friend is here. Welcome, man. What's up, man? Welcome. Yeah. I, I feel like it's been a f- shit. I don't even know the last time you came on the show. It was like when I was at, at the radio station and I don't even know how long ago. It was like 2018 or 19. I think 2018. Long ass time ago. You've definitely glowed up since then. Things have been going very, very well for you. But yeah, what's been going on, man? I just been working, working on a new album. I'm always working on music, you know. So I'm just. I'm I saw on Twitter in. you said you can't wait to turn this album in. Yeah, yeah. So does that mean you're? Are you? Are you like? What's your label situation now? Because things have changed since we first kind of came in contact with you. Like you're very much doing your thing. Like I said, are you signed now or? Nah, I'm still independent. Like um, I work with a company called Venice. And oh, shout out to Venice. Yeah, they do uh, Tweez music. Yeah, shout out to Venice. They're really dope company. Distro. Mm-hmm. Mm. And they distribute my music, and I get to put it out whenever I want. So That's a beautiful thing. That's a yeah. beautiful thing, man. Um, when do you feel like things started to, like, really? Because, like, what I always loved about, like, your videos and your content was it was always so simple, but, like, the way you would do, like, your lyrics to go videos with the yellow font, mm-hmm. and it just, to me, was, like, a very dope way to not really having because you know people always think they got to put up this outlandish video content yeah and it's like you really don't need to do that you really just got to do like something that looks good aesthetically pleasing and you were putting up a lot of those videos like i feel like that's kind of like you've been doing that for a minute you're still doing it yeah i'm still doing it um it was honestly it came i did it because i didn't have any money to get any real videos done and like i i have a background in like video production right and editing so i was like yo this is a good way to just get my face out there while at least while i don't have any resources Mm -hmm. and um it turned out like it went viral like the first one i did it was like it went more viral than anything i'd ever done so i was just like shit why don't i just keep on were you shooting on your iphone no i shoot on the camera it's um it's the same camera for the past like four years it's a panasonic gh5 shout out to the gh5 gh5 is a hell of a camera yeah. Especially you get the right lens on that thing. Oh, hell yeah. Shoot any the, video on that. I put the L series, the Canon L series on that joint, and we just we just go. Do you like yeah. um like outside of the those videos, like do you have a lot like when you even when you bring in like an outside director, do you still have a lot of say, like kind of in individuals? Mm. Well since you kind of have background in that. Yeah, I've I've never done I've never had a um outside director you know, or um like videographer everything's in-house everything's in-house but um i plan on like getting somebody to do my videos at some point you know do you have like a guy you use or you just it's all you it's all me you edit so you edit your own videos yeah i edit my own videos that's fire thank you bro what all in the creative process do you handle yourself um everywhere like as far as uh i produce my own stuff um i write obviously i record myself 
Uh, the only thing I don't do is mix. I, like I'm not an engineer. I can't. I can't. I can mix well enough only so you can hear it and be like, oh, this is cool. But like I never like what people hear on the record is not me mixing. So you make the beats, you record yourself, you write, you're doing the videos, are you doing mm -hmm. the artwork? Yeah, I do the artwork a lot of times. Wow. Yeah, that's pretty big, man. Also, it keeps a lot of money in your pockets. Yeah, but it's fun for me. Like I think um, I just like creating stuff. So it's nothing for me to do all this stuff because I have fun doing it. You know, like even when I feel like soon I'm gonna step away from rap to do some other cool shit. You know what I mean? It's just like. I just want to make cool shit. Like, what if let's say you step away from rap in two years? What is mm -hmm. what 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 do you want to do? Uh, I want to like see my friends win, you know. So it's just like I want to build their careers, and it's like because that's how fun it is for me just to do stuff and to see it work. So I just uh, really want to focus on supporting the people around me and seeing what they can do with their, you know, with their talents. Do you feel like you have like? A lot of just because you've done a good job of developing like a core fan base, like you said, like putting out content. Do you feel like you kind of have like a bit of a formula down that other artists can apply to what they're doing? Yeah, I thought I did, you know, right but then shit changes, you know, shit has it been does. changing like crazy, like the social media landscape, like. Instagram was a big thing for me and like how I came up and it's completely now it's changed TikToks. from yeah it's yeah. TikToks and like now I'm like I'm old I'm gonna old, I'm the old man now so it's just like I'm trying to catch up so honestly I'm watching younger artists and younger indie artists and seeing how they do it and I'm like hmm you know no it's definitely so, different like with yeah. like the duets like I've been noticing so many producers coming up mm -hmm. with that well they'll do the beats and then like have hella TikTok rappers rap over there like uh, shout out to Kato Kato right right blown he, up. He, 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 Killed that shit. Like, and he's, he's always been yeah. that dude, but like TikTok put him on another level. Shout out to dude, man. I yeah. seen him, you see him everywhere now. So. 100%. Um, let's get to like kind of some of your roots, man. Like uh, you're from New York, right? Yes, sir. What borough are you from? Brooklyn. Shout out to Brooklyn. Um, when like did you finally decide like rapping was kind of what you wanted to do? Like maybe not necessarily like getting money off of it but you just kind of said okay this is kind of where like how old were you when when you decided that that was kind of like where you wanted to go yeah i think um it was pretty much just like a, a hobby until like my son my son was about to be born and i was just like i really gotta pick something you know it's like everything was a hobby i was making videos i was um i was rapping but obviously i wasn't making money off of rap but um you know i had a choice to make it was like either i'm gonna do this video thing or i'm gonna i'm gonna make this this music shit work and so i was just like yo i'm gonna just do this you know i'm gonna just make music because i love it and um it was the funnest thing to do and so i was like i'm gonna it's go a pretty for i mean yeah and you, you're about to have a kid so that's mm -hmm. a pretty uh <laughs> yeah. that's a pretty brave thing to step yeah. like you had it where you had did you have a normal job at the time uh i was shooting videos so you were just so, shoot, you were the yeah. video guy yeah i was the video guy yeah. that's crazy yeah I mean, I mean, it's a nice skill to have if you're going to be an artist. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's one of the more expensive uh, costs that artists have. Yeah, shooting videos. When did you start writing originally? Like, was it in high school? Was it earlier? Like, when did you first start kind of just starting writing and, and developing your craft? Uh, well, I started writing when I was like probably like eight or something like that. Like, I was a kid, and we were just obviously we watching BET, watching the One Hundred Six Countdown, of course, and. 
we're just like, yo, we want to be, I want to be Jay-Z. I want to be this. So we would, me and my cousins would all get together at the table, at my grandma's table, and we just write raps, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, and we record on, like, a little, like, tape recorder. And so that's when I, that would, honestly, I, I wrote raps. Like, I wrote full raps to, like, Jay-Z instrumentals, like, as a kid, so. Where were you getting Jay-Z instrumentals at? Um, LimeWire. Shout out oh, to LimeWire. <laughs> You were you were fucking yeah. up your grandma's lap, fucking computer. Oh, no, nah, I, I had the I had the um I had the the kind of the formula to not get the viruses, bro. You know? What was that formula? I'm telling you, bro. Because right, because it's too late now, but well, now, nah, but like I'm, like, dude, I used to I, ruin every computer I had. You know, I got you, bro. What I would do is I would download the LimeWire, right? Download Mad songs, like Mad songs at once, right? And then I would just com- you had to completely remove it off your computer, you know, like. You know, and then I would wait a couple of days, and I would put it back on. You know, download a bunch of stuff, download delete a bunch it. Of, I was, so I would do that like every every two days or so. Because like I, because th- because I think the virus part would come in because you're everyone was leeching off your files, right? Yeah, but th- I feel like that's why you can't let it sit on your computer. You know what I mean? Damn. Like if I feel like if it sits on your computer, then that's when it goes crazy. You know, but because I took it off, I'm telling you, I never really had a problem. The LimeWire era was real. Mm-hmm. Bear Share, LimeWire. Yeah. I never, uh, I only was on Napster once. I didn't have a computer yet when Napster was popping. I went to my cousin's girlfriend's house and downloaded the Big L Jay-Z freestyle. Oh, yeah. You got to have that. It's funny because back then, like, if you think about, like, the shit, like, when, like, that shit was popping, the random shit you would download, Mm. be, like, hella freestyle. You would just type in, like, a rapper you liked freestyle, and then you'd hit download, and, like, it'd be, it'd either be fire or it would be nothing that, the description would be wild. It'd be a radio rip. Right, right. It was crazy. Nah, and I I think that's the beauty in it because I would find so much. I was a big Kanye fan, right? Mm-hmm. So I would find all Kanye shit. Like, even to this day, I could tell people, I tell people, yo, you ever heard this song? They're like, that's not a Me song. Me too, man. Like, all the, like, like the whack ends. And I mean, I remember when he did the, um, the original home mm-hmm, ended exactly. up being homecoming yeah, yeah. with uh, the dude from fucking Coldplay, and I'm right. like, this song's like six years old. And John Legend was on that one, right? Yes. John Legend was on that joint. See the original, yeah. You had to be there. <laughs> Some of them freestyles he had, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. The kind like the uh, was it the milkshake freestyle he did with Common? Yeah, there was some ill Kanye shit. Yeah. Cause he was coming up at the time. He was yeah. still like on a come up, and that was his real. I remember being on the Rockefeller website, like listening to snippets of late registration. And when you actually heard the album, the album was completely different than the the snippets that they were playing. He had that like, one record uh, where he was sampling a part of the Martin Show. It was like we can't even sit and talk without you. Oh man, that I feel like was, I heard that. Oh I my like god, I heard that. how old are you? I'm 29. Oh, yeah. So I'm 35. So, yeah, I was like a sophomore in high school. And my boy was putting me on a, like Kanye tapes. And this was like a year and a half or two before college dropout. So we were like, wow. so I had like, Damn. I had a burnt CD with like 27 yeah. Kanye songs on it. That's that was crazy. just random. Like pre-college dropout. Yeah. And then my, my best friend's brother ended up touring with, uh, he's in a group called Dilated Peoples. And so he toured, they opened up for Kanye on the college dropout tour. Mm-hmm. So I was like 14. I got a picture of Kanye when I was 14, 15. That's crazy. He was wearing a pink polo. He was wearing a um, a shirt with a, 
was a Bill Gates mugshot. It was a college dropout shirt, but it had like Bill Gates like in the seventies on it. That's crazy. Yeah. It was Dilated People's Kanye and I went to the uh album release show. I went to the Dilated People's album release show in LA, which was a part of the college dropout tour, and he brought out Oh, the Young Guns were on that tour too. Wow. Young Guns were on that tour. That's yeah, that was wild. I still have um my merch from that show. It was like a blue college dropout shirt. He signed it. Shout out to Ye. Shout out to Ye. The greatest. Did you buy a STEM player? No. Are you gonna buy one? I don't even know how to. I just went on his website and bought it. He's going to, it's on the website. Honestly, I was talking about that the other day. I was like, hmm, STEM player. Listen, if I could help anyone break the music industry from yeah. raping artists, I'm gonna do it. And especially if it's Kanye. Here's two hundred dollars. Right, right, right. I just I hate the music industry and how yo that's the biggest predatory it is. Like, so if like Kanye yeah. can like break it, let's break it. I'm with it. That's a good idea, man. I I was pondering. Somebody asked me the other day, like, are you gonna buy this stem player? I said no, and then I instantly was like, but why not? You know what I mean? Like, think I about, about it. it. If someone yeah. told you ten years ago, yo, there's this exclusive album from Kanye West. Right. It's two hundred bucks, and you own it forever, and you get to break down the stems on it. You'd be like, yeah, this is the only place I can hear this time album. Out, time out, time out. Did you say you get to break down the stems on it? Yeah. So like, it, you can play. It, so each it, stem. There's four. The, there's four stems. So there's the it's the vocals. Yeah. The bass, the beat. So you can like listen to it in in the it, it, whatever way you want. Like you could, bro. It's fucking crazy. That's why they call it a stem player. <laughs> now it makes sense, but that shit is crazy. Nah, that's genius. You could like turn up like the yeah, like yeah. you could set the levels. Like it's pretty wild. He did it with uh, the the first Donda. Wow, I didn't right. It was that. the first Donda. Yeah. Was that when he first did it? Yeah, it was like a prototype. Like, it was different. Yeah, I'm like, yo, fuck this music industry. It's an actual device. It's yeah, an actual it's, device. That's it's just, like a fucking. Right, I'm, it, look, I'm it. It, it looks like a fucking Bluetooth speaker, low key. Right, yeah, I'm, I'm a copy. I'm a copy. And I think if you update sure. it. Yeah, so you could like you pretty much update it. So like, um, the version of Donda Two is not even mastered right now, but I guess Mike Dean has mixed and mastered it. Mm. So like the new version, you're gonna be able to like upload onto your stem player. Because wow. like right now it's like super unfinished demos, but it's kind of cool that you could like listen to the the whole process. Yeah, and just plug your shit in and update it. He kind of did that with Pablo, low key. He was like updating Pablo while it was on Spotify. Right, right, right. He he been had the vision. He already had the vision. Yeah, I don't know. It was Kanye like uh like who's your who was like very formative in like forming your style, your kind of what you do? It was a few people. It was Kanye. It was Pharrell. It was Jay Z. I feel like it was Jay Z lyrically. It was um Kanye as far as like the sound and the production. Like Pharrell, I just always liked his whole vibe and his production and like his voice and everything and how mm -hmm. he like implemented different genres. Yeah, yeah. And so was, I think those three is like they were the biggest for me. Pharrell's uh, that guy, man, yeah. and he don't age. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> kind of crazy. Never. He still he's, looks. He still looks like he's twenty four years old. He said he um, it's because he washes his face with cold water, you know. So. And he got laser removal <laughs> on all his tattoos. Usually that oh, doesn't yeah. go well. He's for real though, so you know he's a legend. He's I can't a, wait. This new Pusha T album they're saying is half produced by Pharrell, half or half produced by the Neptunes, half produced by Ye. As well. Wait, that's why? Wild. Where the fuck is my Clips album? It fell down and broke. It's supposed to be right there. 
Lord willing, he's usually right there. Instead, we have a floating fucking foot. Shout out to Odd Socks. Um, so you, uh, the new album, I feel like lyrics to go, are we considering those projects or kind of more just like they feel? Mm-hmm. Um, those are like, those are the projects. They're like things that I drop at the beginning of the year to show people like what I'm thinking, what's on my mind and how I'm going into you know, album mode. Was the know? album in 2020 your like real debut album? The one, my debut album was in 2019. It okay. was called on Photo. Yeah. The one in 2020 is the one that had uh, Joey Badass Boss on yeah, the record. Yeah. That shit was fire. Yeah. Um, it, are you in album mode right now? Is this? Yeah, yeah. I'm in album mode for sure. You just sold out a show in LA, 1,200 people? Yeah. It's a pretty big deal. Yes, sir. Was that Fonda? Um, what, 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 what was the venue? Um, the Vermont. The Vermont. Okay, yeah. I know where that is. Yeah. That's got to be dope. Do you remember? Because like you used to be managed by Sean Healy, mm-hmm. so I'm sure you've done a bunch of random ass shows. Yeah, yeah. Do you I remember? Know. Like, what's the most random shit you opened a show for? Because <laughs> it had to have been super random. Like, I don't even remember the guy's name, honestly. Well, what about one that you do remember that was just like, what the fuck is going on here? Like, um, I just opened up for like half of the Ying Yang Twins or something. Honestly, I wish I had that kind of experience, bro, like, early on. Um, I think, I mean, it wasn't really random. I opened up for Lupe, and that was, that was a vibe. Obviously, that of was fire. Of course. Um, uh, yeah, watching him perform was just crazy. Uh, but I, the only one I, I, I know, I don't remember the person's name, but I, I remember that um, in order to even get, like, Sean's attention, mm-hmm. I, like, this dude was doing a show. He was headlining the show. I was like, damn. So I'm, nobody's giving me my own headline in LA. And that's where most of my fans were at. And this was years ago. And so I was just like, yo, I'll just open for some random whoever they got performing. So I just picked one. It was like, yo, I opened for him. And you sold a hell of tickets. And I sold hella, way more tickets than dude. And I ended up selling like 150 tickets. And that's a big pretty deal. Much, yeah, but the dude only sold like probably like 50 or 70 or something. Are you like sure that. you don't remember who it is? I don't. I swear I don't. I swear Damn. I don't. I swear like, I don't, don't want to throw him under the bus. He only sold yeah. 50 tickets. It was Bubba Sparks. <laughs> but it was, <laughs> but it was, it was crazy though. And, and like, that's when he hit me up and he was like, yo, yo, I want you to come into the office. And then he gave me a few more shows and we sold all of those out. We sold out in LA and then he even went back to New York because he wasn't even doing shows in New York anymore right and then we sold out New York too and then he was like yo I want to manage you and that's what that's what it. um what do you think is about what you do that like has I guess crossed over to LA so well because that's kind of a to be from New York and to have like a fan base like that in LA that early mm-hmm. it's kind of a tough thing to accomplish especially not doing I guess traditional LA music yeah I don't know I don't, I'm gonna be real Like I really I can't tell you Um, Like I I didn't have no Music videos <laughs> Right Like no real music videos Especially I didn't have Videos in LA So right, to, right. to try to sh- Like act like I'm out there But it was, I guess it was just The way the music Resonated Somehow It got over to the west coast And that's that's that yo we got to take a break in the interview real quick tell you about our folks at my bookie man this is my favorite time of the year to gamble i love gambling on sports and if you've been thinking about putting your toe into the pool 
Come and join me at MyBookie, okay? Right now, we're doing a promotion at MyBookie. It's crazy. When you sign up for a new account and you make your first deposit, they will match that deposit up to $1,000. It is March Madness. The NCAA tournament is here. The brackets is getting filled out. What I need y'all to do also is go on to MyBookie. When you sign up, they got their MyBracket promotion going on. It's pretty crazy. So essentially, you sign up for MyBracket. First price grand prize winner gets a Bitcoin, a whole Bitcoin. Second place gets some crazy ass NFT that's worth a shit ton of money. I don't know shit about NFTs. Third place, $100,000 in cash and prizes. So what are you doing? Go to my bookie right now, man. Get in on some of this March Madness, some of this NBA action. I wonder what the odds were on Tom Brady coming back from retirement. Sheesh. MyBookie.ag. Use that promo code bootleg, B-O-O-T-L-E-G, one word. When you sign up and your first deposit will be matched up to $1,000 in free money. Let's get back to the interview. Yo, so something that happened to you recently that I feel like uh, has happened to someone who I'm close with, actually one of the artists that I manage, um, is an ex of yours accused you of some bullshit that you didn't do. Uh, I thought you addressed it very transparently on your project in a dope way. Um, what is that like to go through? Because it's, it's almost in 2022, if a girl accuses you of something, it's almost impossible mm-hmm. for you to defend yourself because when it hits the internet, I feel like, and I, I mean, obviously this is just from what I've experienced and seen, there's really nothing that the guy can say that is like, that can really like, I guess maybe sway people to not believe the female, if that makes sense. And it kind of puts us all in a really weird world where like anyone can say anything about you and it's on you to prove that it's bullshit. What was that like to go through, man? Uh, It was terrible, bro. Like it's, um, it it brings you, you go through a lot of stuff mentally. And I realized that people really don't know what that's like, you know, to be that popular and to be going through something like that, you know? So it is well, when you're in it it's it's bad. You know, it's bad for your mental, it's for your psyche and it, you really have to like you have to keep your mind. You know, you have to keep your head. And that's the hardest part is like keeping keeping your brain through all the bullshit that's happening around you and like moving forward and not backward, you know? So yeah. It was it like uh did you ever did you feel helpless at all? Hell yeah. You know, you feel it feels like it feels like, damn, this person that I spent all this time with, you know, a year and a half, you know, it's like, you know, everybody's been in a relationship where you have ups and you have downs right. and, but you have those really good times and you share everything with this person and, you, you know, you're sitting down watching stupid shows and all of this stuff. For, for, so for somebody to, you know, get angry one day <laughs> and try to but, ruin your yeah, life because so for somebody is somebody to get angry at you and then because you don't you know want to be in a relationship or because whatever it's like and do that is just like it's it's mind-boggling you know yeah it's crazy because kind of how you describe the situation on your record was kind of like very similar to what my boy went through and it's like it's just it can be defeating man because like mm-hmm. i like it's it just like what the fuck like i feel like people should really there should be some sort of law that gets passed or if you do some shit like that like you're going to jail for as long as whatever the fuck you accuse someone of doing to you. Cause you could literally ruin someone's life yeah. because people don't even think 
about the context or well, yeah, what if she's full of shit? That's the thing. It doesn't. They don't even think. It don't yeah. matter. They already made yeah. their mind up. Yeah, I mean, but it also just so it. But that's the thing too, man. One thing that I asked for before that whole thing happened was for like more confidence and more like clarity of mind and everything, and to really have control over myself and my my mind and like what's going on. And that situation kind of forced me to 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 be one with myself. You know mm. what I mean? So like. It really all of this shit that's happening is bullshit. You know what I mean? Social media, this, that, and the third. Like people are so. It made me realize that people are really like dumb. You know what I mean? Like they're dumb, but it's not their fault. You know, it's they're just flowing it, with yeah, the algorithm. They they're going with they're they're designed to do this. You know what I mean? It's like this thing is designed to take control of your mind. Mm -hmm. So like you believe whatever you see. You know. Like it's like the the Spider Man. You you like Spider Man? Of course, of course. So, so you watch the new Spider Man and the other, where it's just like the guy. Oh, you, Mysteri the Mysterio, Mysterio where like, he made everyone believe. Yeah, yeah, he's like they'll believe anything. Yeah. Nowadays they'll believe anything, and and the thing is, that's the thing about the internet. It doesn't. They don't. These people don't know me. You know, these people have never had a conversation with me. Uh, so it's just like you start to think, how could this person actually have an opinion about me? You know. And, and even that incident aside, just in general, yeah, in, in general, yeah. it's like in the stuff that people say on the internet, the, like the cruel it's stuff, crazy, and crazy, they, and they would literally never say it to never your face. It. So it, you know what it is? It, it kind of just like put me in a place where I was forced to like step the fuck up into my manhood, into mm -hmm. like really the power of my mind is just like and really. So every day I, I capture that more, you know what I mean? So yeah, put you day. in that sinker, like almost like like feast or famine type mentality, where it's mm -hmm. like, because yeah. if you let it, that shit could just knock you off your rocker, and you never recover. Because you have people who probably never heard your music, don't know mm -hmm. you for, for from shit, commenting about you, trying right. to get you canceled. Right. It's it's a wild, it's it's definitely a wild situation. I can only imagine to be in. Man, did you notice people uh, start acting a little different? Hell yeah, everybody, you know, everybody. What? Crazy. And that's another battle. You know, people around you acting different. People that know you acting different. You know, people that know you. You know what I mean? Are like are like close with you. Not everybody. Obviously you have your day ones that right, really right, right. rock with you and who know you and be like, yo, this is some bullshit, whatever. But you know, that's that's another battle, you know? Where you, you have to even you have to get closer and closer to yourself. You have to accept certain things about certain people. And there's some people that will take advantage of the situation. And it's like, oh, now you're in this situation. Oh, now I'm going to use it to do this. You know mm. what I mean? It's like, it, it's, it's a crazy, it's a crazy situation to be in. But you know what? Like, when you keep your mind through some shit like that, you end up way stronger. You know what I mean? And your circle ends up way tighter and the people that rock with you, you know they really fuck with you. You know what I mean? And you can, like, see, like, oh, I mean, it almost kind of is, like, a blessing in disguise in the sense that, like, those people you're talking about, you know, you they kind of expose themselves in that in that time where you could be like, oh, no, I, when things got like this, you behave this way or you try to take advantage of a certain type of situation and, yeah. and you cut them out. That's what it is, and that's, that's that it's easy like that, you know? You seem pretty... Uh, like we talked about earlier, you're pretty self-contained when it comes to the creative process. Mm -hmm. um, like signing management, like is like, like obviously used to be managed by Sean. You said he doesn't manage you anymore. Mm -hmm. um, those are important 
decisions any artist makes you're independent um what about management are you managed by anyone are you what what do you got going on in that i mean i run my i run my music life more like a business you know my my career is more like a business than like me being an artist you know i'm kind of just um i'm 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 my own artist and i have a business manager i have you know um an accountant i have these things, do you, do you, you know? like self? I was gonna say you feel like the kind of guy who could just self manage, low yeah, key. Yeah, pretty much, pretty much. I have people around me that like um, I have like a, an assistant that you know takes my emails and stuff like that. But like, you're a good delegator. Yeah, yeah it, it it runs more like a business. It runs more like a business than like I'm an artist that does a whole bunch of stuff. Like we even decided we don't go, we don't do tours anymore. We do um we we do one show, uh like per quarter. You know, so. That's that's what we're doing right now because you know that's what we want to do and that's you know I want to be home with my family I want to be home with my kid, whatever. How old so, is your son? He's five. Yeah. That's a, an important age to be around. Yeah, so I'm I get to I get to be around because you could do like you know? thirty dates if you wanted to, but it's like right. uh, and you're I? gone for forty five days. That's a lot, you know. You'd rather just to mm-hmm. do the big ones. Yeah, it's almost like kind of like makes people. Be like, oh shit, we gotta drive to LA to go to this shit. And that's what I wanna do too. Like and I wanna I wanna actually turn it into a festival. Like that happens four times a year in the States. And then we go to Europe and do a couple days there. So I, and I want it to be outdoors soon. So that's why we did LA in the winter. So um next time we come to LA, we might be doing five thousand in some outdoor venue, turn it into ten thousand, yeah, yeah. You know, keep going. That's so that's that's really the plan. So we kinda wanna stray away from doing things the way everybody else is doing them and just do things the way we want because that's always been my career it's just like how do you how do i want to do it not what everybody else is doing you know uh i'm assuming you've had a lot of people try to sign you um what has been the closest you've been to signing to a major situation um not close at all you know not close at all i don't think i've ever seriously considered it yeah and i've never seriously considered it like i think somebody offered me something and i definitely i completely just like they offer me something so ridiculous that i just sent them back something even more ridiculous and that, that like was, the deal was like yeah, so the deal bad was so bad the deal was so bad that i felt like i was insulted i just sent something crazy or the other way like here's the counter i need 25 yeah. million dollars 100 yeah. percent of my masters Basically, for one album i think i asked for like i think i asked for like a million five hundred thousand non-recoupable like, oh, yeah. <laughs> like some crazy, some crazy, like I have control over all my albums and I was like, oh yeah, by the way, um, only one album. You only get one album. Yo, it's you rough because like you'll talk to some of these like record people, especially the, like the, I, I won't call them like majors, but like in between major guys and they'll tell you like, like they'll talk to you and they'll like tell you exactly what you want to hear and you'd be like, oh shit, yeah, that felt good. And then the fucking contract gets sent over and it's always some fucking bullshit. Like every single time, like it's like, Mm -hmm. you got to almost like, if you're like an artist and you kind of want to kind of be in your space and like, you just got to find a dope distro partner and turn up. Yeah. I say the thing is with me, I I never really wanted to be rich off this stuff. You know what I mean? So it was like the minute that I saw $8,000 in my account from rap, I was like, Oh fuck all that other shit. You know what I mean? So like, Signing was never a problem for in me. In a month? Yeah. Was that a monthly check? Nah, that was that was just like I just saw eight thousand in my account. That's a lot. For the yeah. first, it was a lot for somebody who never made it. Distro money. kid or TuneCore or something? Um TuneCore. It yeah, was TuneCore at the time. 
And um, yeah, so as, as soon as I saw that, I was like, yeah, we gonna we, we can do this. Let's just keep on creating content so we could keep the streams going. Mm -hmm. So we could. So ever since then, it was being run like a business. It was like, yo, how much? If we make five thousand this month, how can we make ten thousand next month? If we make you know this, then how can we make twenty thousand? And like we just worked it like that, and like, it worked out. So what's been um so far your best month off of music for inspirational purposes? Because you're independent. A lot mm -hmm. of a lot of kids don't understand. Like you know, they're gonna jump at the first big bag someone tries to drop in, in on their laps, and it's gonna be a shitty split, and it's gonna be money they're going to have to live off of because they're never going to recoup. Give us some inspiration. What's been your best month, man? Best month? Can't, I, can't, I can't do that. I can't say that. <laughs> Give us like a ballpark. Nah, I can't, I can't do that. That's personal, you know? You the feds? Nah, nah, <laughs> nah I, mean, I mean shit. <laughs> I can't say that, bro. I can't say that. That's fair. That's yeah. fair. You're doing well, I though. I, I mean, I don't got to work. I don't got to work a nine to five, so I'm good. I feel like I anybody, if you're a musician, if you can get mm -hmm. to the point... Where you could just pay your bills and live like cool, you fucking won. You won. You won. I I I say that hundred percent. I felt like that for years. You know, no matter how much money I was making, I get to, I, I I get to feed my kid comfortably and put a roof over my head. I always felt like I won. So it's just like I don't feel like I just started winning. I feel like I've been winning. You know. What made you um have a just you know do the L A and the New York thing? You got a spot in both cities. Mm -hmm. Obviously, L A is kind of a hub where. You really, I mean, a lot of artists gonna end up end up out here yeah. to try to make it. Why? Why kind of split time between both cities? It's the weather for me, you know. It's the weather. Um, I got a spot by the beach, you know. It's like really non like music industry related reasons. <laughs> Not music because most people are like, man, you know, I got I got to be out in L.A., man. Yeah. You know, I got to be there to go to meetings and do PR or whatever yeah. the fuck. Bro, I came out here to retire. You feel me? Like that's why I got a crib out you, here. You might like, like Florida a little bit more. I ain't gonna nah, lie. nah, 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 nah. I could never go. I could never move to Florida. I love the West Coast. You Florida's me? fire though. Florida's fire for the vacay. I love Miami, bro. Miami, honestly, my favorite place to visit ever. Shit was lit, you know. Miami's but amazing. It's it's amazing. The thing it about is. Miami that's incredible is no one's ugly. I always say like true, when you go to Miami, everybody is beautiful. If you go to McDonald's, the lady in the drive thru is a fucking she could she could start an OnlyFans tomorrow and make six figures. Like everyone is fucking fine in Miami. It's like there's no one ugly. It's just the most beautiful people in the mm, world. That's true. And they're all there. It's like, it's just beautiful people making more beautiful people. Yeah. Shout out to Miami. I love it there. Yeah. It's a wild place though. Well, Florida's like, um, it should be its own country low key. Cause it kind of is. There's like Miami and I lived in Florida for a few years. So I lived in Tampa though. Tampa was a uh, nice, but country. Tampa was lit though. I went to Tampa. It was fire. No, Tampa's dope. Yeah. It's just like his own thing. It's not Miami. It's his own thing. It's like Yeah, yeah, yeah. True. That, that's true. Like, that's true. It's his Miami. own thing. It's like white yeah. trash Miami. Yeah, I didn't get that vibe. I didn't no, get that no, vibe it's there. That's there. It's somewhere. I don't know. The place where I was at, that shit was turned. You probably performed you know I mean? in Ybor City? I don't even remember. Yeah, you probably performed in Ybor City. Um who, you, the new album, do you have any sort of plot for the date is the date set have you turned it in mm, i haven't turned it in but um we're looking at like middle of june you know okay summertime what yeah. features you got man features anybody i'm gonna be real i my the features um brianna castro she's from philly mm -hmm. she's a singer really dope um 
my boy Hello O'Shea from Brooklyn, New York City. Um, we got my boy Sam, and he's from he's from New York. I don't think he's from Brooklyn or New York or, or the city, but I think he's from like New York State. Um, who else? Those those three. That's it. Oh yeah, and I got a recording session with my homegirl Davion. She was on um the Dreamville album. And yeah, those are the those are the only features I got so far. Dude, did you think about who was talking about him? Futuristic. Futuristic. Was it futuristic? Either that or Nana. Nana? Mm. I don't know. We're talking about you. I think I think I've talked about you twice in the last like month on the podcast. Wow. He popped up. I was like, oh, this guy's in fucking LA right now. This guy gotta get him on the show, man. Out here. <laughs> yeah, nah. Um anything else? Like you obviously talk about running shit like a business. Obviously you got the merch, the gear. Is there anything else that you are working on outside of just recording music that is that is, you know, important to you right now? Well, right now, I mean Obviously being a great father. Yeah. I'm planning on um I'm planning on starting my own label or my own company where we, you know, distribute music and help people grow and um we're able to really build marketing plans around artists and like you know figure out new shit in this new landscape or whatever's going on because i want to see people win you know so um i want to create i want to create that for some people do you feel like you could see yourself managing artists even if you're not signing them like could you could you manage an artist you think could i, I could definitely manage an artist but i feel like i could do anything you know that's so, fair um, so yeah, I, I definitely feel like I could, oh, if I was managing an artist, they fucking blow, you know, because like, cause I, and I, and I'm very confident in that, you know? Yeah. So. And you're not going to work with nobody else who ain't it. Who was, um, who's been kind of like the biggest artist that's kind of reached out to you? Maybe not someone you've ne- necessarily worked with, but someone who has noticed what you're doing or if maybe liked the post or you found out is fucking with what you got going on. Mm, um, um, I'm not sure. Like, I feel like a lot of a lot of big artists have reached out at some point. Um, I mean, doing the doing the feature with Joey was a big deal. You know, that's a super big yeah, deal. That was that was that was a really big deal. It was like we both from Brooklyn. Like, we even got we our roots kind of like come from the same place, and that we like were moving in the same circles when we were younger. You know, hmm. so. Um, Nah, being able to being able to work with Joey was was dope, you know. Yeah, How, did any you know it's crazy because like when I first heard you, I was like, man, I could see someone like TDE or Dreamville trying to come in and like mm-hmm. you kind of fit like any did any interest from either of those two camps ever in in in, in what you got going on? No, nah, I, I just always been a lone wolf, you know, a lone wolf moving. Yeah, that's it. That's hey man, it's, it's working out. Yeah. Do you feel like for you to kind of like you, not that you would even care, but for you to kind of commercially reach your fullest potential mm-hmm. that you might have to compromise in the future and end up working with a bigger platform or a bigger label? Or do you, are you just like comfortable that that'll come? Um, I don't, I, I don't necessarily, I'm not waiting for that, you know? Um, I feel like sometimes I think about it and I'm like, damn, I might actually, if I wanted to make it there, I would, I would, I'm, I think about the fact that, yo, I might actually have to like compromise my shit or compromise like my idea or sign to a label or whatever. Like that thought, those thoughts have come to my mind because I see like the success of like signing. Well, I think Russ did a good job mm-hmm. of taking all the uh, equity and leverage he built up 
sort of like what you do, right? Mm-hmm. And kind of doing like a little partnership with Columbia. And I think he only dropped two albums yeah, and he nah. was out. Nah, he killed that shit. Like, he ran it up, yeah. put him on a different level, and now he's back dropping on TuneCore every week. Oh, yeah. He, I think he did it He did it the best, where it's just like he, everything worked out for him, you know? Yeah. Where he did it the way he wanted to do it on his terms. He got out of it on his terms, and he's still chilling. And I feel like yeah, a part of it is because he's just so low-key about it, you know? He, he just drops his music. He has a shit ton of music, you know? So much. Do you think that's important for an independent artist to stay very consistent in running up the catalog, even though... Mm Because I think sometimes we, like, artists overthink putting shit out sometimes. I'm sure you've you've crossed that bridge as an artist where you're, like, you're sitting on something. It might have been fire, but nine months Mm -hmm. later, you're like, I'm over this shit, and it never comes out. I never felt... I never had that... Never had had that that happen. You're a fucking alien, then. No, it's not, because I think... I think independent artists do work different in that in that way. Where it's like, um, when you're an independent artist getting some success, like you're always dropping. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you're always dropping because you got to stay relevant. And I feel like as an indie, you don't. The only way you stay relevant is either like you keep dropping records, or you're doing something else that's keeping you relevant in the music space. You Non-stop. know what I mean? Yeah, but you have to. You have to stay be, in front of people. You gotta yeah. keep putting shots up. Right. Right. Yeah. Basically. And if the shots don't make it. Mm-hmm. It's not as a big of a deal as if you're on a major, right? Because if you drop an album and it flops on a major, who gives a fuck? Right, or right. no, there is a big, there's yeah, a lot of money behind fuck. it. But yeah. if you're independent, you just move on and put something else out. Exactly. You don't have. To, you, there's no embarrassment. You know. There's no yeah, like, yeah. oh, this didn't work out for me. It's like, nah, just do that shit again. You know. So there's nobody saying like, there's there's less pressure because if you put out a record that doesn't do so well, only you're the only one that's gonna be disappointed. You don't yeah. have label people that are like, damn, like. Maybe he's not selling like he right, used to, right. or maybe everybody's doubting you now, and now the pressure's on you to be like, damn, like, and and maybe I gotta put up make make music like this, or maybe I gotta change my style, and then you start questioning yourself. So like, being indie is just like, bro, I dropped this record, it didn't do that well, it didn't get on New Music Friday, whatever. I'm gonna drop another one, and maybe this one will. And that really was how my career went. It's just like, yo, what every week, every other week, you know. So. Um. How do you want to be remembered when it's all said and done, man? Like, what do you want your legacy to be? Um, I just want to be remembered as somebody, some a dude that says some real shit on the record. You know, it's like um, I got on, I, I I got on into this music shit, and I said what was on my mind, and I helped people navigate life, and like that's it. And I was, you know, I was a part of their journey, and. A part of their like personal growth and, emo- and emotional growth. That's it. Yo, we got to stop the interview real quick. Shout out to our presenting sponsor, Odd Socks, baby. Hey, man, listen. All I keep on my ass is Odd Socks draws. All I keep on my feet are Odd Socks. You know why? Because they're the most comfortable socks in the world. And I'm not just saying this because they promote the podcast. I'm telling you, the socks are crazy. Uh, they got all the licenses. Look, they got Halloween socks. They have Back to the Future socks. They got fucking Twizzler socks. Old Dirty Bastard Socks, R.I.P. to ODB. All right, they also got their drawers if you want to wear some underwear with pizza on them, whatever you need. But my favorite are the Odd Socks Basics, baby. These are just the plain boys. These, to me, are the most comfortable socks in the world, all right? So trust me when I say go to oddsocksofficial.com. Thank me later when you go to check out buying the most comfortable socks in the world. Get some WWE socks, too. I just saw a sneak peek. Of the new WWE line, and they're fucking insane. In fucking sane. Uh, go to oddsocksofficial.com. 
Use the promo code BOOTLEGKEV. That's one word together, BOOTLEGKEV. We should talk to them about shortening that. BOOTLEGKEV is the promo code. You will get 20% off at checkout. One more time, go to oddsocksofficial.com, save 20% off using that promo code BOOTLEGKEV. Let's get back to the interview. We were talking about Kanye uh, earlier. What is the best Kanye West album? College mm. Dropout. College Dropout. Yeah. Your yeah. fa- is that your favorite or is that the best? That's the best for me. Yeah. So it's your favorite. It's best. The best and my favorite. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of. I kind of have like a. So my to me the best is my beautiful dark twisted fantasy. Okay. But my that. my favorite's late registration. Okay. All right. Why, why is the difference between your best and? Um. You know. I think people can. I think we could do that and shit. Like when we think of the yeah. basketball players, like you can acknowledge that like. Michael Jordan might be better than Kobe Bryant, but right. there's a lot of people who's like, but Kobe's my guy. Right. To me, late registration was just like a moment in my life mm. that I like vividly remember. And But my beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy is like a perfect album. <laughs> got you, got it don't you. get much better than that. Right, right. That's, that's true. College Dropout, like I listened back and like Never Let You Down, still one of my favorite songs ever. Obviously yeah. two words, but like Breathe In, Breathe Out was like, yeah. <laughs> there's a couple of those records that like, like the the, the workout yeah. record was like you know, didn't age well. It didn't age well, but that shit was fire. Yo, when it when yeah, it was when it came yeah, out, yeah, 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 it was amazing. Yeah. But I think of like I don't. I think late registration aged gracefully. It did. College dropout. College dropout had twenty one songs on it. It was deep. You know? It was it was it was a lot. You know, it was a lot. Like college dropout. I dropped an album called Photo that had 19 songs on it. And I think the only reason I did that was because Kanye dropped a 21-track album. Like, he was the only person I knew that had that many songs at an album at that time, you know? I think Drake had, like, he he, he puts, like, that many songs on an album. Now now. he does, yeah. Yeah. Drake's a lot. Yeah, now Kanye, uh, I remember how big of a deal it was that he put freeway and most dev on the same song and people thought that was so wild and uh, like in retrospect it's like was it that wild nah but he was doing great he had everybody on that album there was just a perceived like wall between like commercial rap and like Mm -hmm. raucous records i guess the boom bap shit and he like broke down the wall and was like the bridge he put it all yo he got jay-z most deaf consequence gls like all these dudes on the same and now i think that's ludicrous 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 was on it like twister jamie fox yo everybody was on that album so i'm like and and honestly i gotta give it to kanye because he gave when i'm working on an album i i I think i try to think like that what's gonna make this record good what's gonna make this record fire Instead of like who's the biggest artist or who's the biggest name, it's like yo, who needs to be on this shit so this shit sounds like crazy, and even, it doesn't have to sound exactly like you know exactly right. what everybody you know. Oh, you got it. He's not trying to fit a sound. He's trying to create a sound, mm. and so he gets artists over these beats that it's just like yo, you may not spit over this particular type of beat, but like it's gonna sound good. Trust me, and that's what the producer does. So like as far as like like as far as production and learning how to produce a record and and put all of the pieces together properly. I I try to emulate Kanye, you know, because he can he can do that shit. He's not just throwing people on the. That's record, true. What's you know? his worst album? Worst album, um, eight oh eight. Worse than Jesus is King, huh? Oh, I didn't even listen to Jesus. Is it's King, terrible. So, damn, I wouldn't even. Know. You know what though? Shout out to Boogs. There's some amazing beats on there. Jesus is King has some incredible production, but it was it was terrible. Yeah, I didn't even. It was the most disappointing. It was kind of like 
Jordan's wizard's career, you know? It's like, we just try to forget about it, you know? Like, Jesus is king. Like, yeah, I mean, he won a Grammy for best gospel album. Wow. That's crazy. For best gospel album. Yeah. Jesus is king. Got the Grammy. I kind of like Kanye in his current vibe. It feels very, like, 2009, 2010, yay. He's out here fucking... He's running around in all black. No, he's living his life, man. He's had three bitches in the last 90 days. He's just trading them out. It's like, this is like demon Kanye. Like, I'm just, I, I wish the VMAs were still a thing because I feel like Kanye would, would storm the VMAs right now. Honestly, I just wish the best for Kanye. Me man. too. Yeah. Me too. But I'm just love. I'm just like, yo, the music is, I'm just like, yo, I feel like he's finally, because, you know, I feel like Kanye really doesn't care about music like, like we probably wanted him to in a while because he's been. Mm-hmm becoming a billionaire and dealing with what happens when you become a billionaire right. but i feel like he's like very much in his like bag right now so it's exciting um outside of yay albums what's your favorite album of all time lauren hill miss education hey man shout yeah. out to miss lauren yeah that's 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 one of them ones yeah it's it's the best album you know you ever see lauren live i did one time were you disappointed <laughs> I, w- I was disappointed but not yeah. because she didn't sound good she was late. I wasn't disappointed at that. <laughs> I you almost was, expect it. Yeah, yeah, right. I was yeah. disappointed at the fact that she didn't perform any of the songs like they were on the record. Oh, you my know? God, I know. I've that seen her, killed me. I've that seen her three me. times. Oh, man. Never, you never heard Every of. single time she performs, it's like she's doing some, like, wild-ass jam rock yeah, right. session version. I'm like, what the fuck is going on up yeah. there? By the way, Lauren Hill is one of the greatest of all time. Mm-hmm. But I hope one, like... One day she'll do like a tour. Maybe it's like the 30 year anniversary. Maybe. And she like just does the records or the unplugged version of the records. The unplugged album was so fucking incredible. Damn. Like, but Lauren Hill is just fire. You know, that's why I think that's why it's so sad that she don't (laughs) perform the songs like the way they are on the record because it's like the people love that album oh like people God. love those albums like mm-hmm. the unplugged whole generation of people probably will never see her perform that That's shit crazy. the way yeah it's crazy what about uh actually i never you know they did the score uh they did a fuji's reunion tour i don't know how that went i don't know if it went well because i didn't hear much about it um what's the weirdest shit you not weirdest but what's the most like random non-hip-hop shit you're listening to like on a regular basis random no nah, i don't really listen to it a lot right now um, I just discovered Tame Impala high on shrooms. That yeah. shit was wild. Have you heard of Tame Impala? Yeah, I heard of Tame Impala. Their shit is crazy. Yeah. It's like made for you to listen to it if you're on psychedelics. I wouldn't know. Never done know. any psychedelics? I've done psychedelics. I've just never really listened to anything while doing it. I just found a playlist and it was like shroom playlist on Spotify, like 8,000 followers. I was a fucking hit play on that bitch in a hot tub and just. And you in a hot tub? That shit must have been. An hey, and shout out to Don DeMarco. Don DeMarco's got some wild ass songs for fucking tripping hard. Like, did you ever? You know who that guy is Don DeMarco. You mean Mac DeMarco? Mac DeMarco. That's right. his name. That dude's fucking. Yeah, he's ill. He's ill. His videos are wild. He's a wild dude. Man. Yeah, he's a wild dude. Also, Mac Miller was on that playlist a lot. Oh, Mac yeah. Miller's got great. I, I never even put it together. I was like, oh shit, it hits different, bro. When you're tripping, like nah, gorillas. Listen to the gorillas while you tripping. The gorillas? Yeah, listen to gorillas. That's your. That's your. Uh, if you're on shrooms. Well, I've never li- really listened to anything while on like a psychedelic. But mm. like, I used to get high 
I used to smoke weed and listen to like a lot of gorillas. Like my favorite song is on Melancholy Hill. Mm. You play that shit, that shit will take you somewhere else, man. For real. Shout out to the gorillas. Shout the gorillas the were the first NFTs. What? Think Time about out. it. Think about it. I mean, yeah, they were they were two D. They were two D. <laughs> they were like NFTs, low key. Yeah. You know, because they yeah. got there's this uh, there's this uh, Asian uh, what's the Asian cartoon band? There's like a band that toured. They came here and they sold out like two thousand people. But they're it's it's like a band, mm-hmm. but they're like virtual characters, and they're fucking huge. And I'm like, well, that's just the gorillas, but like, they're like, it's like meta, it's like a metaverse band yeah. and they're fucking lit. Yo, did you ever see the, um, the gorillas, um, cribs episode? I remember it. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I vaguely remember it. Yeah. That's, that was like an NFT. Cause it's like, it was a complete like animation of them doing a crib, a cribs episode, you know? That was you think about it. I think you, the most all right, bro. The, it was like they like the first NFTs. Yeah, like, they brought. I mean, yeah, they they had a whole online. Think about it. World. Nowadays, you could be super talented, but maybe you don't have the confidence to be in front of the camera, mm-hmm. or and you could just fucking create like a persona online and animate it and like put out music, and no one ever will know who the fuck you are. <sighs> what a time to be alive, bro! It's a good time. No excuse. Yeah, you could be seven hundred pounds at home, not able to get out of a chair, and if you got a great yeah. voice, you know, fucking have someone create some sort of a. Do you do the NFC thing? Yeah, I I, don't, I have a, um I have a crypto mori. Yeah, is that a big deal? Yeah, yeah. A I crypto so. mori? It's it's a community. You know, you're part of a. It's like you you own an NFT. You're part of a community, and that's what everyone know. says. Until yeah, they go to prison, it's about some shit. <laughs> what? That's crazy. Yeah, I wasn't. Even, I wasn't expecting all that. these fucking artists are going to like getting investigated and shit for what? For fucking NFT, they call them like pool rug scams. Uh, someone in the NBA. What's the NBA player that's about to? Who is it? Darren Fox from the Kings. Uh, this is a good player. Very rich. Got a five-year extension. This guy's paid. He's like, uh, he might go to jail over this shit. Over the NFT shit? Yeah, it's like it's like the it's kind of like some pump and dump shit, right? Yeah. yeah oh. Oh, see, see, we my team don't do that. A bunch yeah, of people, um, a bunch of people are under investigation. Hella artists. Crazy. Hella artists. The guys you would be like, oh yeah, I can see that. I'm trying to think who who you would tell. You probably fucking this guy knows everything. Rapper. Just tell the name. You're not on fucking camera, bro. He shot somebody this past summer. You know what I'm talking about. Shot somebody from Canada. Someone shot mm-hmm. someone from Tory Lanes. Tory Lanes. Is he? He he's, he might get in trouble. Allegedly, he shot someone again. Yeah. I have. I mean, listen. That that might be a similar situation where. Everyone rushed to be like, fuck you, Tory Lanez. And maybe it didn't happen that way. That's all I'm going to say. Because I've heard some sources close to the situation and we'll see how it plays out. But that's kind of a, we were talking about that earlier. Yeah. I mean, we don't know what happened, right? Obviously, I, was, I wasn't there. It very well could have happened the way that, yeah. but if it didn't, damn, motherfuckers really X'd him all the way out yeah. before seeing what actually happened. Right. Mm. So you um are you uh, the the NFT community you're a part of? Is this like a uh, do you just buy them like are you buy an art or are you like you're like this is my game? I don't know how this shit works, bro. Yeah, I bought a I bought a artwork. Um, 
I bought a yeah. It's like you buy one of the artworks, and it's just like what I realized, man, is that um, like on Twitter, I, I used to look at Twitter like it was this very toxic like thing, mm-hmm. but in this community, it's not like it's on Twitter. Like <laughs> NFTs is like on Twitter heavy. But it's the only space where it's just like everyone's nice. Yeah, everyone's cool as fuck. You so know. So when you say community, yeah. do you like put an Oculus on and see all these people? Huh? And like, 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 is this like in the metaverse? Like, you put an Oculus on and you like uh-huh. see the homies who each like help me understand. I'm be real. Man. I own Bitcoin. I own Ethereum. I own. Yeah. I'm, I'm very surface level crypto. Right, right, I bought right. Ripple in 2017. You know, like, right, I, right. but this whole NFT shit, I just feel like there's so much cartoon animals going on i don't know mm-hmm. to buy the rhino the ape the fucking the blinged out monkey i don't know what right. the fuck's going you don't on know why or, or why would you do any of that shit like why would you buy any of that and shit i feel like there's it? so many it's like i saw like a fucking shark line there's everyone's got a fucking cartoon animal all i can do is tell you why you know crypto mori I, I would fuck with it so you know what, what is mean? that what is crypto mori is, is it a, is it a, is it a, is it like mori povich a bunch of different <laughs> versions of mori Nah, it's just they're like these little dead guys, right? So like it's Maury, a, yeah. like Maury Povich. No. <laughs> He's kind of dead, right? Oh, I mean Maury's been like <laughs> Maury's been hanging on, but Bro. like if Maury died tomorrow, Bro. you wouldn't be surprised. You'd be like, yeah, it seems, like, it seems like his time. I nah, but the real reason is just like yo, it's like can we let me pull these things up? Hold on, crypto. How do I spell this shit? C R Y P T O. Okay, I know how to spell crypto. I'm not a fucking. <laughs> I'm, not a fucking I'm not a fucking idiot. I do own some. Uh, crypto M M O R I E S. Crypto Maury's. Yeah, Maury's. Not more. Not Maury like Maury Povich. It would have been so much cooler if you would have said, "Yeah, bunch of little cartoon Maury yeah. Povich." Should we start that? <laughs> crypto Maury's. Uh oh. Ooh, what about crypto Steve Wilkos? <laughs> it's a, mm, it don't it don't quite roll up. So the these tongue. are the, this is it, right? Yeah, yeah, that's it. That's it. Wow. Ten thousand skeleton dudes to remind you to live your life fully. They've been randomly generated. Okay. So you have to buy these with Ethereum, right? Yeah. Do you have an Oculus? No, I don't, but I've been thinking about getting one. I feel like you should get one because you own NFTs, and I feel like you could like build a house and like walk around Maybe. and see. Your I was p- thinking about getting some stuff in the metaverse. Actually, bro, why not? I mean, listen, I'm gonna tell you this: the porn's wild. Mm? It's pretty crazy. The porn, the porn. You put the Oculus on. <laughs> the Oculus porn is fucking lit, bro. It's pretty crazy. I, I I've never experienced it. Um, you should try it. I'm not even like. On some creep shit, like, mm-hmm. like you should just give it a shot. Like, just throw it up. Oh shit! We put it on Blueface and put a porno on, and he looked down and he was like, "Oh my god, look at my white dick." <laughs> yeah, it was pretty funny. Yo, I'm weak. It is kind of racist, though. I noticed like none of the Oculus porn has dicks of color, and like, it, <laughs> seriously, because like the whole idea is that it's you. Right, yeah. that's like doing everything. So you're like looking down on the chick sucking your dick, but it's a white dick almost every time. I would venture to say I have only seen white dicks on there. That's crazy. But the porn industry in general, very, very racist industry. It's, the, it's probably the single industry left that's like hasn't been fully like hit by cancel culture all the way. 
I, how can you cancel it? I, exactly. You know? It's like, yeah, we're racist. Big black bitches, volume seven. Asian hotties, 79. Yeah. Like, this is the only place that that shit still flies. You could not, none of that shit is flying anymore. Because it's, it's built on, like, like shit that is not, you know, normal. You know, did you start to the crypto mori's thing was that like did they like were you approached to do that or are you just passionate about the space because there's some people who are very passionate mm -hmm. about crypto and I nfts mean, and yeah i was super interested and um i decided to like i asked my friend um my friend drew i was like yo what, what kind of like what should i be messing with you know and he put me on to a few different projects and i saw crypto mori's i was like oh that's fire you know and so i just decided to invest in it and that's it so have you made uh have you made some bucks off of it i'm just over here checking them out i'm not sure ethereum goes up and down i think um it bro i don't know i don't know much about how you know it goes up in price or down in price all i like i said all i really know about is that like it's this really dope community of people that kind of like share each other's shit and like I feel like I feel like you're reading off of the Crypto Morris pamphlet right now. I'm not, bro. I'm not. I'm He's like, everyone's so nice. It's a great community. Yo, I'm dead. I'm dead ass, man. Like, I think, man, when you when you go through some like deep shit, you know, some some dark. It's shit, nice to see you want, something you want positive good people around you. That's you know, fair, and that's so fair. like, yo, community is like one is like the biggest thing about in life. Do you, you have know? a Discord for your fans? Yeah, I do. I do. I'm gonna start like, using it more like when I'm when I finish with the album, I'm gonna get on like Discord heavy. Cause you get to you like know? talk directly with your people. Yeah. Would yeah. you do an NFT album or a single or anything when that's I don't think so. I don't think I wanna like mix the actual music mm. with um with NFTs. Um I I would do something like artistic with NFTs, but like as far as like my music, I just like to have that like its own thing, you know? What is uh if you're not making music you're not being a father what are the television shows you binge watch mm. if any man i watch movies you know no tv shows i'm not really a tv show didn't guy. watch euphoria oh, oh, i've been watching um abbott's elementary no idea yeah. what the fuck that is it's like this thing on like it's this new show on abc um quinta is a uh, is the like the star of it you didn't watch from, euphoria Euphoria, nah, I did not oh, watch Euphoria. You're like one of the only like nine people in the world who weren't watching Euphoria this week. Jesus. I guess that's me. I wasn't watching. It's it. a show about kids in high school fucking and doing fentanyl. That's yeah, really all you need. Yeah, fucking, seen, I saw I saw season one, but I mean, so you saw yeah, season one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, season two is fucking pretty crazy. Yeah, I don't. I think season one was enough for me. Bro. It's dark. Yeah, it's hella dark. It's hella dark, and it's just like there's no way out with that. It gets shit. worse. Because the dude's dad starts like, yeah, it's just crazy. You know, the dude's dad was like, it's, it's fucking crazy. I don't know what the dude's dad was doing. You don't remember season one? I don't one? know how it could get worse than season Euphoria. one. It does. You think, do you think season one of, which one you think is worse? One or two as far as just the level of fucking crazy? This is crazy. Season two, oh, right? Yeah. There's a lot of dicks in season two, though. I think that's yeah. dangerous, bro. Like, you see how the world is. You see yeah. how kids are nowadays. Like, Tons of dicks in season two. Every episode, there's a dick. Yo. For sure. What the fuck? Shout out to Zendaya. She wrote him in there. Um, Yo, isn't it crazy that anybody can turn on the TV and watch that shit? Like you're no, that's, you're, that's actually not you know? true. You need to have HBO Max. No. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> Anyone with nine ninety nine. <laughs> All right, but I'm saying your ten year old kid could yes. go on your HBO yes. Max and watch that. shit. One hundred percent. It's you crazy. Know? That's nice. My son is sixteen, and 
my kid is like a pretty mature kid. He's a good kid, gets straight A's, but I've never like hid no shit from him. So like he's also got an interesting mother in his life. Uh, so I let him watch Euphoria. Probably not the best move, but I think, I don't know. I mean, he was going to watch it anyway. Yeah, it's real. I mean, at the end of the day, like it's out there. You know, you just got to kind of just be able to like, you know, explain what the fuck is happening. And it doesn't, to me, it doesn't really glorify drugs as much as it's like, Yo, like Zendaya is fucked up in that show. Rue is like, she's like, there's like one episode in season two that's fucking insane. Yeah. Did you ever watch uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm? Yeah, yeah. Do you? What's your favorite? What do you? In your opinion, what's the greatest comedy ever? Because I just got into an argument with my boy about Curb. I said Curb's just the goat to me. Comedy, like just like sitcom comedy. There's Curb, there's the Boondocks, there's fucking Martin, there's... Yeah, that's I, hard. Boondocks was hilarious. Um, Martin was hilarious. You know what's crazy is I still rewatch Boondocks episodes. Some of them are timeless, but so many of them were very, like, time-specific for, like, mm-hmm. when they dropped. Yeah. That they don't hit. That's like some of the Chappelle skits don't hit Yo, like they you read hit. in my mind, bro. You read in yeah, my mind. Yeah, like the Chappelle like, shit. Like, I, I, like yeah. when, when it put, got put on Netflix, I rewatched all of it. Uh, and I was like, damn, some of this shit, like the Mitsubishi commercial yeah. where the girl's dancing and he was like, come on, titty. Like, the, yeah. you had to be around to know what that commercial was that he was like spoofing. Like, Chappelle was hilarious. Nah, Chappelle was like my favorite. Like, me and my cousins used to sit around and laugh at that shit for hours. I think the yeah. uh, Clayton Bixby skit is probably right. the best skit ever. It took it. It took it. It was so crazy, bro. That's just wild to think that he got that shit off. That shit would have never flown in 2022. I don't know, but nothing that he did would float. Like, it would go. Like, nothing. Hey, and back then, he had Joe Rogan on there. He said, said, I don't know if you know this, Joe Rogan, but I smoke rocks. (laughs) He was walking across the coals. His feet were on fire. That shit was amazing, man. That's crazy. Hey, so a new album coming out in June. Yes, sir. Uh... You got the project uh, lyrics to goes out the new the latest lyrics to go is fucking mm-hmm. crazy. Um, I'm I'm assuming you got other shit. I mean, go buy a crypto mori. It's not a scam. We're not going to see you on the headlines of fucking <laughs> Hollywood Unlocked saying code of the friend under investigation for NFT rug pool. Crypto mori's legit, boys. It's legit. It's legit. You should pitch to the community the mori povich idea. I, you know what? I'll talk to them about it and see what they say. I'm telling you. Yeah, I, I might. I can't do anything. You know what I mean? I might buy a cartoon version of Mori Povich. If there's like 58 different Moris, there's like, you're the dad. You're not the dad, Mori. There's like zombie Mori. There's Mori on fentanyl. There's Mori, happy Mori. There's sad Mori. Maury with the glasses reading Maury. So you know how NFTs work then? You know how it works. I mean, I just looked yeah. at the Crypto Maury's <laughs> website and it just kept flashing. Like, Do you own Crypto Maury's? We have the owner here? No, this is not. No, no. You crazy? Oh, the way I said. Bro, he owns a Crypto Maury. Like. The way he was like, yeah, it's my shit. Why do you think I know everything over here? I'm like, now I know why you're talking about it. Like you're reading off of a fucking pamphlet. The owner's right here. Uh, Jesus Christ. Well, look, man, go shout out to my uh, guy, Code of the Friend. Go follow him. Go stream please. his music. Go support the merch. Uh, is this? I mean, your. Sh- I mean, this is your shit. Yeah, this is my shit. Flight boys since two thousand eight. You know. Yeah. Supreme ever hit you with the season assist on that? <laughs> nah. Nah, not yet. They, ne- they never will. You don't think so? Nah. Yeah. Fuck nah. them. 
They got the same. They use the same thing as A Life. A Life used it. They use the same. Fun. Yo, A Life was so fire. Yeah, I used to have A Life tennis shoes. Yeah, them sisters fire, and they actually look like tennis balls, right? Hey, I had a yeah. bunch. Bro, I had like four pairs of A Life. I had a red pair, a purple pair, and these to do the illest fucking collabs with rappers. Mm-hmm. I want to say they did some Dipset shit, A Life, Cameron shit. No, it was Cameron. Yeah. I still got that fucking shirt. Shout out to A Life. But yo, shout out to you, Code of the Friend. Appreciate you pulling up. Thank Blue you, Lake bro. Head Podcast. Boom. Peace. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Ann Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Only in theaters this Friday. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes Film.com to get tickets now. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome.